This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Knock, knock, hi. Knock, knock, hi. Welcome, everybody, to Knock, Knock, I with Dr. Glock and Flecken. Knock, Knock, I is a subsidiary of Knock, Knock, Hi. Actually, I don't, I don't even know what a subsidiary is. What? What is a, a sub a sub episode a sub thing? It's a it's a a, a spinoff a knockoff. I I don't know. It's the other thing. The other thing we're doing besides knock knock high is knock knock I. This is the time that I get to talk about all things eyeballs. Uh, uh, uh as as and nobody can stop me. Nobody can tell me to stop talking about eyeballs. I just keep talking until I run out of things to say about eyeballs. Uh, so thank you for joining me today. Uh, we've got a, a fantastic episode. Uh, before we get to our uh, our topic of the day, uh, just a little uh, backtrack to a couple weeks ago when we talked about corneal abrasions. You guys remember that? So that episode just went live as I'm filming this. It was earlier today. It went it went out there, and I just checked the uh, the YouTube comments. So many of you have had a young child, toddler, baby or animal give you a corneal abrasion. Wow. Like the first, just scrolling through the comments, like the first 30 comments where people like, yeah, I had a a random toddler come up and just scratch me across the eye. Or yeah, my, um, um, you know, my, my two-year-old's fingernails are like four inches long and she just come up and just, you know, took out my entire cornea. It was crazy. I didn't, I knew it was common. But I think it's I think it's uh, like a rite of passage. Like everybody with a kid, or not even everybody just with a kid, because some of you it was like other people's kids. Uh, anybody who has has re- spent any time within arm's length of a child has had a corneal abrasion. It seems, uh, and we'll throw dogs, puppies, uh, cats, every. Wow, it, it's just, it's very common. So I'm I'm glad you all could relate to the the pain and the the terror. That comes with a uh, a corneal abrasion, even though uh, you get better, it, it's okay. You'll be fine. It's just it's an awful thing, and uh, corneal abrasions, or a, a a a form of abrasion, I should say, uh, 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 was in the news this the you know recently. You guys are familiar with the NFTs in the crypto community. Uh, maybe some of you are in the crypto community. Like more power to you. That's fine. I'm not. I'm not a crypto guy. I, I just, I can't even wrap my head around crypto or NFTs, non-fungible tokens. Uh, I, to me, I just, money will always be just like the, uh, like the regular money. 
Not like the other monies. I don't know. I don't know how many monies there are. There seems to be a lot. I'll stick with like the normal of the mainstream money. But uh, uh, you're into the crypto thing. That's fine. Uh, uh, the, there's the Bored Ape NFTs, right? The, 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 we've all seen them. Uh, people make fun of them a lot. They, they, they were very popular, it seems, uh, for a brief period of time, like last year or 2021 or something. And then they, I do know that the, the, uh, uh, a lot of people lost money on the Bored Ape NFTs. Uh, uh, the, the, the value plummeted. And so, of course, everybody kind of dunked on them, made fun of them. Well, the uh, Bored Ape Yacht Club, which is some company that like runs the the the, the Bored Ape NFTs, put on a a a party, a, a rave, a big event. They had DJs, they had lights, they had they had uh, dancing, everything. Uh, yeah, I've seen videos of this party. Well, uh, apparently the party was a huge success. They had a lot of people there, and then. There were uh, quite a number of people, like the the, the Board Ape Yacht Club says uh, no more than 1% of people. I don't know. That still seems like it could be a lot, especially if you you know have like you know several thousand people at your party. Uh, but regardless, there were more, more than one person who woke up the next morning after this NFT party with searing eye pain and what people would describe as blindness. They woke up in pain and blind, which is not a good combination. And this, as soon as I read this, I was like, uh, this piqued my interest, obviously. Uh, And a thousand people sent me the story. That's the other thing that the reason it piqued my interest, Uh, because when uh, things happen to people's eyeballs in pop culture, I'm going to be the first person to hear about it. So um, uh, they woke up with, with pain. And so I was like, oh. What's going on here? It sounds like a corneal abrasion. That's what happens. People have described this unrelenting 10 out of 10 pain. We've talked about it in knock, knock, eye. Uh, and, and so I was like, oh, it sounds like a corneal abrasion. What's going on? And then when I read a couple more stories, like these people with eye pain, they also reported having sunburns. Interesting. Sunburns, eye pain. Well, it sounds like they, they laid out in the sun too long. And they got themselves a little photokeratitis. And sure enough, that's what happened at this party. So what they think went on was uh, they had the UV lights out that were disinfecting the place probably before the party started. And somebody forgot to replace the UV lights (laughs) with like the regular lights that you would use in like a rave light show dance party. And so all these people... We're in this air, this 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 venue, with not only like the 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 party lights, but also <laughs> bright ass UV lights, just blasting all these people, giving them sunburns and what we call photokeratitis, photokeratitis, uh, which is not our topic for today. This is still just the intro, everyone. I'm I'm just I just had to talk to you guys about this because this I've seen a lot of strange things that happen to people's eyeballs this is like top five uh, you know I, I've, I've seen like people using urine eye drops uh eyeball tattoos people like you know doing vodka shots on their eye this is this is what i hadn't heard before this is is very interesting and um and i i feel okay kind of laughing about it because everybody who's affected is going to be fine
All right, this is not a blinding condition. They're all going to be okay after like 24 to 48 to 72 hours. Uh, and, uh, and so, so they, they woke up with, with basically the, what the UV light did was, uh, it, it caused, it gave them summer just like sunlight would because that has UV in it. Uh, and it also caused a sloughing off of, uh, their, their corneal epithelium, uh, which essentially resulted in a corneal abrasion. And, uh, and so that's why they woke up when they woke up, what probably happened, <laughs> this is, really going to sound uncomfortable your their eyelids while they were sleeping the the uv light was damaging had had already done its damage and so they went to bed eyes were closed the the corneal epithelium that top layer of the cornea was all damaged and then when they opened their eyes what their eyelids did was just pulled off all of that damaged corneal epithelium leaving them with a just huge bilateral corneal abrasions. That's, that's, that's what, that's what must've happened. That's, that's the only explanation for someone who has that kind of eye pain that happens at that time. Uh, and also had signs of a sunburn. What else could it be? This is the same thing that happens with, uh, with a snow blindness. I may have mentioned that last time as well. Light, UV light reflects off of the bright white snow up into someone's face uh, and and into the eyes, and you get uh, basically these like really bad corneal abrasions. But the good news is they're all going to be okay. They all healed. I talked to a um, usually what happens with stuff like this goes on, and then I talk about it on Twitter or whatever as I get contacted by reporters. So I, I did talk to a to a, a New York Times person um, about this giving them all of this information as well. So there's probably an article with me in it somewhere. I haven't even seen it. Uh, uh, they made me use my real name. Uh, for some reason, I couldn't give a quote under the name Dr. Glockenflecken. Who cares about my other name? Do you guys even know that I have another name? You may not. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, so so anyway, that, that was how the... And the fact that this happened... This this uh, rave uh, the corneal UV uh, photokeratitis nightmare, the fact that it happened to the the bored ape NFT crowd, it just like it kind of makes sense. Like that's the group. It would. I don't know why. I I wish it didn't happen. But I mean, from a from a bored ape yacht club, for, uh, the people trying to like like hold on to their brand and any semblance of of um, the legitimacy, this is probably the last thing they needed was to make everyone uh, go temporarily blind. Not everyone. What one percent of people? I don't know. Anyway, it uh, it provided some fireworks for me on social media for about twenty four hours. So anyway, that that was uh. That was corneal abrasions in the news. All right, so let's get to our... Actually, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with our topic of the day. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. All right, and we are back. So 
I'm going to present this topic uh, first with a, as we usually do, with a patient presentation. So uh, uh, our, our patient today is a five-year-old who is uh, starting school, going to kindergarten. And because um, uh, you know, this is what most, uh, a lot of states do, they do a vision screening. Actually, sometimes you have to have it before you even go to school. We're going to talk about vision screenings uh, a little bit later. But this young kid had a vision screening, uh, just the first day of school, we'll say, went in to the school nurse. You guys remember the school nurse? I remember the school nurse. Uh, that was the place uh, you'd go. They have little cots. Uh, you can get yourself like a, a snack. And they they call your parents, and you go when you try when you're tired of school, and you just want to get picked up. My kids have done it. Uh, you can always kind of tell. It's like you know that it's the vague stomach ache, and then they come home, and then you catch them like eating a cookie and eating other things. And, you know, it's just like anyway. So. Shout out to school nurses because uh, they 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 got to figure out the real from the not real there. Um, but anyway, so this kid, our patient, school screening for vision, vision screening. Uh, the nurse is very good at checking kids' vision. So checks the right eye, 20-20, great. Checks the left eye, hold on, that kid, that what's the kid's name? Let's, let's call him uh, Jimmy. <laughs> Little Jimmy can only read the 20-80 line. She checks it again. Yeah, 20-20 right eye, 20-80 left eye. 2020 both eyes well why would it be 2020 with both eyes because you're always you're, he's using his right eye right but definitely just checking the left eye 2080 now here's the rule of thumb with with kid vision or just just vision like growing up uh, we always uh, always remember that that uh, by the age of four you should be 2040 normal vision developmentally is by the age of four, you should see 2040 in each eye. So that and that's it's kind of roughly that's just generally what you should expect. All right, for a four-year-old, sometime while that child is the age of four, they should be able to see 2040. If it's worse than that, like little Jimmy here who's 2080, that's definitely not normal. All right, and Jimmy's five, by the way. So definitely over that uh, uh, over the age of four. Uh, should be seeing it 2040 or better, but it now is only 2080. So the pediatrician says, oh, you've got to, not the pediatrician, the school nurse, I should say, says uh, you need to go see your pediatrician, or a lot of times they'll say go see an eye doctor. And so um, uh, little Jimmy's parents uh, make an appointment either with the pediatrician or a primary care doctor or, a, 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 or, or an optometrist or an ophthalmologist, somebody. Anyway, they get to the ophthalmology clinic eventually, and uh, and uh, sure enough, I do the exam, which I don't do a lot of kid ex child exams anymore. Um, you know, pediatric ophthalmologists do end up seeing most of these types of, of patients, but comprehensive ophthalmologists can handle basic eye exams for kids. All right, they may not want to admit it. All right, but they can do it. All right, so step up, comprehensive ophthalmologist. You're comprehensive for a reason. All right, don't just say no to all the kids. You got to see some kids every now and then. All right, just do it. The reason uh, sometimes people get scared because kid vision exams can be kind of challenging. But anyway, 
So we do the uh, they do the exam, and turns out uh, 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 the uh, little Jimmy he has a big difference in the two eyes in terms of the refractive error. So refractive error, I mean, like you know, are you like a minus two? or a plus three, or a minus eight. Are you nearsighted? Are you farsighted? That's what I'm talking about with when I say refractive error. People who don't have any glasses at all are what we call plano. You're zero. That means you're perfect. Your vision is perfect for distance, and you don't need any glasses, and why are you even going to an eye doctor? That kind of thing. But uh, little Jimmy is has a big difference between the two eyes. And when that happens, you can end up with a lazy eye. So that's our topic for today, ladies and gentlemen, is amblyopia, colloquially termed as a lazy eye. When people say lazy eye, they mean lots of different things. Uh, People mean different things. It's a confusing term, actually, uh, because uh, I'd say most people, when you hear the term lazy eye, you think an eye that's going out. Like one eye is going straight, the other guy is going out, or the other eye is going in, or just basically moving independent of its fellow eye, right? That's what most people think when you hear the term lazy eye. That's not actually what a lazy eye is. A lazy eye is when um, the the brain, the visual cortex, all right, that that is responsible for interpreting the vision signal that goes from the brain along the optic nerve or sorry, from the eye along the optic nerve into the brain, uh, that part of the visual cortex, which is in the back, the occipital lobe, doesn't develop normally. All right? So Jimmy's right eye is 20-20. That part of his brain is that, that, that cortex, that visual cortex that's responsible for receiving the signal from the right eye, the 20-20 eye, totally normal, has developed beautifully. The left eye that sees only 2080, all right, the visual cortex that's responsible for receiving the signal from that eye, it has not developed normally. And so he's only able to see 2080. That is a lazy eye, which is a misnomer. It's not lazy, all right? That eye is trying as hard as it possibly can, everyone. All right, let's give that, let's cut that eye some slack. It doesn't, the reason it's lazy is in this situation, because the right eye is doing all the work, all right? So there's different reasons why someone will get a lazy eye, why a kid, this always happens in children, by the way, why a child will get a lazy eye. Remember, lazy eye just means that eye has not, the brain has not developed the ability to have normal vision out of that eye, all right? So the reasons, there's there's three basic reasons reasons. Okay. One, uh, uh, well, the acronym we call SOS. All right. These are the different types of amblyopia. SOS. One is spectacles. So that means either one eye is really nearsighted or really farsighted or has a lot of astigmatism, or there's a big difference between the two eyes. So in this case with little Jimmy, he's got a big difference between two eyes. All right. His bad eye, his amblyopic eye, we'll say it's like He's like a plus six. He's very farsighted, all right? His 2020 eye is like a plus two, not quite as farsighted. So what the brain does is it recognizes, whoa, I'm getting much better vision out of this right eye. It's only a plus two. I'm not getting good vision at all out of this left eye that's a plus eight. 
or a plus six. So I'm just going to turn off. I'm going to turn off that eye. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to pay attention to it. So the brain only is accepting the signal from the right eye because it's seeing better. It's seeing great. It's seeing perfect. 2020. Let's just develop that side of the brain because that's all we need. We don't need this other eye. Look how bad it is. That's a terrible eye. And so the brain just ignores it. And that's when you end up with amblyopia for a spectacle-related reason because the brain's like, forget it, all right? And so you end up with amblyopia of the bad eye that has a really strong prescription. So that's spectacles. That's the S. O is occlusion. So you can get amblyopia by having something that occludes light from coming into the eye. It makes sense, right? So say you have a congenital cataract. Perfect example. All right, so the lens inside the eye, we talked about cataracts last time. The lens inside the eye is cloudy, so you're not going to have light. The vision is going to be poor in that eye. So the O in the SOS reasons different types of amblyopia. The O stands for occlusion. So this, um, this can happen when you have something that prevents light from coming into the eye. The classic example is a congenital cataract. So we talked about cataract last time. You have clouding of the lens, that, and that can happen for a number of reasons in a baby, uh, when you're born or at a very early age. And so you have a, a clouded lens, light is not coming into the eye. And so, um, uh, so again, the brain is like, forget this right eye. It's not seeing anything. I'm just going to focus on the right, on the other eye. I'm just going to focus on the good eye that doesn't have a cataract. And so the brain doesn't develop normal vision for the affected eye and you get amblyopia. That's the O. And the last one is strabismus. So spectacles, occlusion, strabismus, SOS. Those are the different types of amblyopia. Strabismus would be patient was born or at a very early age. Uh, the eye is going in or out or basically just not pointing in the right direction. And so the, um, the brain just says, that eye, I don't even know what it's looking at. Forget it. I'm not even going to pay attention to it. So it doesn't develop normal, normal, um, a normal uh, vision out of that eye and you get amblyopia. It's kind of complicated, but I'm doing the best I can to try to make this accessible to everyone. Uh, so so that's the, that's the, those are the different types of a lazy eye. Now, how to treat, I'm not going to go into a lot of details about how to treat amblyopia, uh, but the basic point of it is you have to force, um, for most types of amblyopia, you just have to force the eye to be used. So what does that mean? Well, if the patient just has a really strong prescription that the brain's just kind of turning off that eye, well, then give you give the pair of glasses. All right, so put the glasses on the kid, and then uh, uh, and then they'll start to hopefully start to use that eye more. And the brain, as soon as it gets a clear image out of that eye, it's like, whoa, this is great. I love it. I got two eyes now. Let's develop the brain now and use both eyes. So sometimes all it takes is just getting the kid in the right pair of glasses, all right? Sometimes you got to do a surgery to remove if there's a congenital cataract or a droopy eyelid or something like that. You got to open up that eye. You got to make it clear again. Basically, you just got to get the eye to be able to see normal vision, and then the brain will immediately start to develop the vision cortex, all right? So that's that's the goal. And sometimes you got to patch one eye. If the brain, if we got to get the eye to use that bad eye to develop it, but the brain is wanting to use 
the good eye and ignore the bad eye, then you patch the good eye. You say, no, brain, sorry. All right, I know what you're trying to do. You're not going to get to use that good eye anymore. So you patch the good eye. You literally put a patch over it, like a pirate patch or something. And then the brain's like, well, what else do I got to do? I got to use the bad eye. And it starts to develop the vision on that side. So patching is a big part of amblyopia treatment. We can also do the same thing with drops. Uh, so there's different ways to do it. But when you hear about patching in kids, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about putting an occlusion, something over the good eye, so the brain has to use the bad eye. And as, as you're using that bad eye, you're developing the visual cortex and you can achieve normal vision again. But that is why vision screening in kids is so critically important because these are treatable conditions. Amblyopia, a lazy eye, is treatable. You got to catch it early though because your visual cortex, that part of the brain responsible for good vision, it gets locked in by around nine or 10 years old. So in general, if you're going to try to treat amblyopia, you have to diagnose it early while the brain is still able to develop normal vision. But once you get to a certain age, and there's studies that show, you know, sometimes you can get improvement into the second decade of life. But the general, the general consensus is that, you know, really, if you want to try to make headway and treat a lazy eye, treat an amblyopic eye, you got to catch it early and get on treatment as soon as possible. Which brings me to my don't do that eyeball tip of the week. The don't do that eyeball tip of the week. Don't skip uh, vision screening with your kids. Like, don't don't do it. Uh, you got you got to make sure, please, that you have some kind of vision exam either from a, at, the, at the school, a pre kindergarten, uh, your pediatrician's office. I think most pediatricians are really good about this. About that age group around the age of four or five or six or even seven. Like just sometime in that age range, you got to have a vision screening so they can you can pick this up. You're, the kids are not always going to have one eye going out or in. Sometimes their eyes are going to be straight, but you don't know that they have amblyopia until you actually get a vision assessment. All right, next I've got a question from a Glockham Fleck. I, I tried. I thought about you know explain like an eight or eleven. My kids are you know they're taking turns asking these questions. So instead, I'm just going to call it question from a Glockham Fleck. All right, here it is. Uh, could you survive with only one lung? And if you couldn't, why not? And if you could, how would it work? That is a fantastic question. Uh, ooh, I haven't thought about lungs in a while. So uh, if, if could you survive with one lung? Yes. Yes, you can. You can survive. I think m most most organs that have two... You can survive with just one of those things. I'm trying to think of all of them. Uh, kidney, yes, yes. Um, lung, yes. Uh, 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 testicle, obviously, yes. Living proof, although I don't have any. Um, that, that's a very confusing statement for anybody who doesn't know my history. Don't worry about it. Uh, what else? Eyes, of course, yeah. Yeah, you can You can definitely survive with one lung. Uh I, I don't know much about one lung physiology. Uh, I do imagine that your your ability uh, 
to do things like exercise is diminished. I'd actually love to hear from any respiratory physiology experts, any pulmonologists out there, any one lung folks. What can you do? What can't you do? That's, I, I don't know. Um, that's very interesting. Thank you for that question. Uh, I also, uh, I love stretching my brain muscles a little bit uh, and trying to answer questions that are way outside my area of expertise. One lung, I, I, I need to, I would like to know more about that. All right, thanks for that question. Glockenfleck. I'm still working on the the title of the of the segment. I don't know. I, it, it works for now. I kind of like it. Oh, it's a Glock. It's like my kids. They're little flex. They're little flex. Glock and flex. All right. Um, okay. Let's go to your ophthalmology fun fact. This actually is is very relevant for uh, this topic that we're discussing with strabismus. Oh, not strabismus. <laughs> Amblyopia. Strabis I was scared to actually go after strabismus. Strabismus is such a large topic. Remember, I'm trying to keep these to 30 to 40 minutes max. All right. So um, your ophthalmology fun fact of the day, there are 10 states that do not have required vision screening for school age kids. 10 states. All right. And I am, I am, the purpose of this is to shame those states. <laughs> and hopefully to uh, uh, to compel somebody to uh, to to change the like the the law so that you have to uh, uh, screen kids' vision. So here they are: ten states that do not require vision screening for school age kids: Alabama, Idaho, Missouri, Montana, New Hampshire. Live free or die, or go blind. Apparently, North Dakota, South Dakota. South Carolina, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Those are your 10 states. Uh, and we've, we have established, if you've listened to this whole episode, you know why vision screening is so important for kids around the age of four or five. Why four or five? Because that's really when you start to be able to like actually get an accurate vision assessment because kids are more likely to know their letters. Um, even if the kids don't know letters, you, there's other ways to check vision, but you get a more accurate assessment of the vision starting at around the age of four. So that's why that's the age that people usually start doing screenings, four, five, six, somewhere around there. And again, I can't emphasize this enough. If you catch amblyopia early enough, then it's so treatable. It really is. There's so many different ways to treat it. Uh, ophthalmologists were very good at that. All right. So, uh, so please get on that. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm getting on a little thing here because it's something I see on social media a lot. This is why I get so angry, so angry when I see these health influencers, these uh, people that have no idea what they're talking about saying that you don't need glasses, that you don't, that you can, you can like, heal your own vision by doing things like like sun gazing or taking vitamins or eating a certain type of diet that you can ditch the glasses it's that kind of talk that leads to parents not getting glasses for their kids and sometimes all it takes is a good pair of glasses to treat amblyopia and there's sometimes as we've already talked about if the kid doesn't get glasses when they need them they will permanently, they will end up with permanent vision loss for no good reason, other than the fact that their mom saw a TikTok or their dad saw a YouTube video that talked about uh, uh, the, 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 you can, you know, uh, pray to ghosts 
or, or, you know, drink some kind of root tea that heals your vision. I don't know. People talk all kinds of stuff, but it always makes me angry. If you need it, you got to get a vision assessment. If your doctor recommends that a kid needs to wear glasses, really pay attention to that. Okay. There's because it, we're talking like, like lifelong vision problems potentially. So anyway, I could go on and on, but I'm going to stop there. And finally, we have our listener question of the week. This is a good one. So at Sally Davidson, 4471, I think Sally, I think that's from YouTube, uh, says, I've heard Latisse eyelash serum could permanently change your eye color brown. Is that true? Is it common? Why does that happen? That's a good question. So it can't. The, the active medication, the thing that's causing, so Latisse, by the way, is something you, you, you as a, as a, as a medication that you, you, um, paint your la- your eyelashes with to get them to grow longer. And it works because it's a known side effect of a common glaucoma medication that we use. Latisse is latanoprost. Latanoprost is a prostaglandin medication. It's an eye drop that uh, decreases your eye pressure. It's a very effective one too. It's one of the most common ones we use. Well, people realized that, wait a second, the side effects of a prostaglandin eye drop is that it makes your eyelashes grow. And they're like, oh, oh, we can make a lot of money off of this. And so they rebranded it, repackaged it as Latisse. And it's now a serum that you can wipe but all it is is a it's just a glaucoma drop that we use it's been around for a long time um but there are other side effects of prostaglandins one of which is that it can make your iris a little bit darker now that is a reversible side effect so yes that can happen it does take quite a while for that to happen Um, but if you stop the medication then your iris can lighten up a little bit um, and I don't know if we really know the mechanism, why this darkening happens. I think it has something to do with sympathetic innervation and something with the sympathetic and the parasympathetics, you know, going back and forth because, um, uh, you know, different eyelid colors are seen, uh, sorry, different eye, uh, iris colors can be seen in things like Horner syndrome, which has to do with sympathetic. So I think it's a sympathetic type of thing. Somehow that medication, either blocking some chemical or that. So I don't know for sure. I don't know if we really know the mechanism. I'm not aware of it. If someone does, please let me know. I'm happy to look into it. Um, but, um, uh, but anyway, it is, I, I do believe it's reversible. That's my understanding. But also, I don't think it's as common with Latisse as it would be with a, an eye drop because the ideally the latisse is only getting on the eyelashes right it's not actually having a, the exposure to the eye itself even though it's right there but anyway yes that's true that's true that medication can cause a darkening of the iris good question and that's it for knock knock eye for today hey i finished before 40 minutes i think i was pretty economical with my time on that we went quick and there's a lot of stuff I just threw at you about amblyopia. Um, and if you're still listening, thank you for joining me and uh, for for learning a thing or two about kids and vision and vision screening. And get on those, those states that don't have vision screening requirements. We need to require vision screening. It has to be required. 
Alabama, Idaho, Missouri, Montana, New Hampshire, North Dakota, South Dakota, the Dakotas. What are you doing, Dakotas? Come on, get with the program. South Carolina, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Special thanks to uh, our um, my producers uh, for 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 helping me out with these knock knock eye episodes, and to all of you for listening. Uh, give me some feedback. Uh, I, I love to uh, see your comments. Uh, let me know what you thought of the episode, and we'll be back next week with uh, some other. Uh, there's so many eye conditions I can go with. It's hard to choose, but we'll see you next time. Take care. <laughs>